in the borough since the 70s. This is 88.9 WFSE, Edinburgh. Good morning and welcome to On the Boards. My name is Joshua Coffer. With me in the booth is Chewy You Can Do, and we are here to talk basketball for the next hour of your day. So good morning, Chewy. How you doing? I'm doing well. I can't complain. How are you? I'm doing all right. We got a lot of a lot of interesting stuff coming up because of the fact that this week is the end of the regular season. Playoffs start, I believe, on Saturday. Yes. And uh, with that being the case, it is about that time of year again. It's it's like Christmas. I always look forward to the NBA playoffs more than any other time for basketball, as a basketball fan. But uh, before we start talking about the new stuff, what – if you could go back, what was probably your, your the the memory that sticks out in your mind as far as playoffs in the past? Oh well, for me that's easy. When when the Pistons <laughs> won the won the championship in two thousand four, yeah. that was probably the most exciting um, atmosphere that I've been in as far as being from Detroit and um, my ho- hometown. <clears throat> the games I got I got the chance to go to a, a playoff game and. The atmosphere was just incredible. I've been to two playoff games in my entire life, and the playoffs for me is, like you said, the most exciting time of the year because it's almost like the the great teams take it up to another level, and then the good teams become great. You know, because everybody's intensity is is higher, the stakes are higher. You're playing for something bigger than yourself. So for me, it was definitely when the Pistons won a championship in 04 and we beat Kobe and Shaq and we, you know, broke that Lakers team up. So yeah. we were like complete underdogs and we actually swept them in five games. So that was by far my best playoff moment. And and who was on that starting five for the Pistons then? Because yeah. I don't think anybody yeah. is really familiar with yeah, who. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been a while. They didn't have the, that. That was the unique thing about that team. They didn't have like one superstar. Yeah, and um, like the myth was that you kind of needed a superstar to win a ring, and the Pistons proved that you didn't. Um, but the starters: Chauncey, Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, and then the two Wallaces, Ben Wallace and Rasheed Wallace. Uh, just a team <clears throat> filled with tough guys, and they played defense, and they just believed in one another, and um, they they took down. I I'm not gonna lie, going into the the playoffs, I knew we could make a run, but as far far as beating Kobe and Shaq and I think they had Malone at that time they had an older Gary Payton <clears throat> they had so much talent on that team um it was looking kind of steep but when we pulled it off the city literally was in shambles in a good way though yeah, you yeah. know so 
That yeah. was that's it for me. Did you go to the parade or whatever they had? Um, yeah, I was young. I can't even remember how old I was. Um, but I was definitely in. I was definitely there. For yeah, sure. it was it was a crazy environment. It would be kind of interesting if that happened again now, because I know the way memory works. It's it's when it's little, it's this bigger exactly. than life thing. But yeah. then now you can actually sit down and appreciate different things of it. Exactly. No, I definitely. I remember that because of the fact that I my favorite player on whatever game system I was playing at that point was Chauncey Billups because yeah. he was clutch. Yeah, he was yeah. Always called him the, Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the, when I played, I always picked uh, Detroit just because I, I got to play with Chauncey. But I don't know. For me, I guess, uh, looking back, the um, I think it was the 2010 playoffs when it was Phoenix versus the Lakers in the West. And I actually liked that more than I liked the um, – championship championship yeah because of the fact that that was when the suns were playing at their best basketball yeah and the lakers were playing at their best and it was just a like, lot of points goran dragic was out there yeah. dropping 25 a game it was like his second year in the league yeah, Steve nash, nash was, was there, destroying yeah. people yeah. out there and it, it just was a it was a really fun the series i wish I wish I could get that all on tape and watch them again because I remember exactly where I was for every single game of that series. They probably had those games on YouTube <coughs> and stuff. Those were great games. I think wasn't that like um, the number eight Kobe or was he? Did he change? No, he was he was twenty four. Yeah, oh, okay. it was his third year. twenty four. Okay, at that point. Um, no, but that was that was always I always enjoyed that one. But looking into um, now, the end of the regular season we only have like i think two games left per team and some teams just have one so there's a lot of um toss-ups there because down at the bottom of both lists there's some teams that are really close and then just the other day denver got eliminated which sucks and i know we we both know mike was Mm -hmm. sad about that but um portland snuck in yeah which will be fun because I think Portland is going to put up a lot more against, against um, yeah. Golden, Golden State. State. But do you have the conference? Do you have the the rankings up right now? I could pull it up right yeah. here. Yeah, I, I just think we should would take a look at the first round as we see it right now, and kind of see what the if there's anybody that stands out there. Okay, where are we at the Eastern Conference? <clears throat> yeah, we'll start with the Eastern and we'll go from there. Okay. So first round matchups, the number one as of right now is Boston, which I don't know if anybody could have called that at the beginning of the season. No, not but they've been one. playing awesome. Yeah. Um. And then they'd be playing Chicago. Yeah. Which I don't. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't sound interesting to me at no, all. Not at all. I I I, I love D Wade. D Wade was my favorite player for a very long time. He still kind of is, but he's just older now, so now I'm looking for a new one. But that Chicago team is, is kind of – they're just boring to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they got, they've got Jimmy Butler, and then they've got whoever else. You know, they yeah. got D, they got have an older D-Wade, but they're not really that entertaining. I think they probably lose. I, I'm actually facing Boston. They kind of match up pretty well with them. Yeah, they might take them to five or six games if I had to give a prediction. Yeah, but Boston's winning that for sure. Yeah, and then the next one is Cleveland, Indiana, which is the matchup that I think if Indiana was any better, that would be super entertaining. Yeah, it would. It would because you got the the matchup of those great small forwards. Um, they they put on a show earlier this year. Yeah. I think it was like a couple games ago, where LeBron and Paul George <clears throat> each had forty and it went into uh, overtime and. That I think that would definitely be a, a entertaining series, but I think Indiana, I think they get swept in that one actually. You you don't think that Indiana can pull off one? They might be able to get one at home, um, but I think the Cavs. I don't necessarily a lot of a lot of people think that the Cavs can kind of flip the switch and you know get get into championship form right away. I'm not really a big believer in that. I mean, I believe in LeBron, obviously, and Kyrie, but they they can't play defense for everyone. You know, yeah, their yeah. defense is awful. It's been is they like they gave up like 120 points last night again. So they can't really defend. So I could see Indiana pulling one off and 
in Indiana. I think looking at these, because you have the win-loss right next to it, the fact that Cleveland's lost 30 games yeah. is crazy. That's incredible, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, and f- yeah, for a team like them yeah. that's coming off winning the championship, I mean, for for most teams, a 50-win season is a good season. Yeah. They the Cavs are they're they're underachieving yeah, by that, far. That kind of freaks me out when you get into the playoffs because now there's this toss up that you know could we possibly lose two games? Because yeah. basically what they're saying is out of the wins five of the eight games. So if you do two series or you do one series is out of seven games total yeah. at the possible. If you lose. You'd have to win four of the four of those, right? And that's only slightly, slightly a better statistic yeah. than winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, well, yeah. so if you just take their record, I know it's different in the playoffs, and LeBron usually turns it up, but like that number is only slightly better than they've been already yeah, been playing exactly you yeah. know what i mean yeah, so that would freak me out yeah and on top of that they're going in the opposite direction yeah. as the players right? like they've lost <coughs> their last three games yeah and they've i think over like their last like 40 games i was watching a, a show over their last 40 games they've pretty much gone 500 yeah you know in those in those 40 so it's like you kind of want to be trending upwards um as you near the playoffs yeah and they're definitely heading in the wrong direction I think I think they still get through the East. I don't think any team is really ready to, you know, challenge them for real. Like a team might push them to seven games. Yeah. But I don't think um I think they still make it out the East, but I don't see them I, I think Golden State by far, by far is the best team in the NBA. Yeah. I don't think there's a team that's even kind of close to them. So I think they win it easily, but I think the Cavs still get out the East. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get to them in a second. But let's finish up the East, okay. and then we'll talk about that because I do want to talk more about the Cavaliers because it looks like their road is going to be the hardest road. Yeah, it's going to be v- supremely difficult. Yeah. But after that, okay, we have the Toronto Milwaukee, but that it could end up being Toronto Toronto Atlanta. It could go either way there, yeah. and then it could be you know Washington in the third as well. But we'll just do it where it sits right now, where it lays right now. So Toronto, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been a disappointment every year with the amount of skill that they have. But but they are young. They're they're young, and, I mean, one of their stars got hurt. He tore his – Jabari Parker tore his ACL again. Um, He – he was definitely somebody that was coming into his own as a player in the league. You know, he he started off his career hurt. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate because he started getting into a groove this year. He was averaging like 20 points a game, hitting Ante Capunco. I don't know if I said that right, but they were both just Giannis. Giannis, just yeah, Giannis. I'm gonna just say Giannis. Um, <clears throat> they were both playing at a high level, so it was unfortunate to see him go down. But I mean, it it kind of shows the resolve of their team that they they made the playoffs, and I think. It had to do also with the poor play of other teams. Like, we kind of thought – I mean, I did. I thought the Pistons would definitely be in the playoffs, at least as a sixth seed. They're not going to make it this year. Teams thought New York was going to be in the playoffs with the acquisitions they made over the summer. So they've been a disappointment. So if if you think about it, Milwaukee really didn't have high goals to begin with. Um, for them to be into that sixth seed, I, I would say it's a successful season for them. Um, but Toronto obviously has been in the playoffs. They have experience. They have two All Stars. Uh, I think they win that. Ge- I think they win that series in in five games. Yeah. Plus, DeRozan is one of those guys that when he's on, yeah, uh, he's he's sort of like um, Butler or uh, Paul George, where if they're on. That's forty five at the at the low yeah. and the low end. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't that. Yeah. guard them exactly. And so I, that's the Demar Derozan is one of my favorite like offensive players to watch because yeah. he's not physically better than anybody else. He's just smarter. Exactly. And so I I always look forward to Toronto, even though they're never on national television. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch them. Finally, they'll get, you know, at least, hopefully at least four games. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Probably more than that. And then Washington-Atlanta. I know Atlanta, with three of their starters out the other day, just 
destroyed the Cavs. That was incredible. They they kind of look like the Memphis Grizzlies and the fact that they're just like a hustle team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but do you think they can beat Washington? Um, no, I don't think they beat Washington. Um, not not this year. I don't think they have enough. I mean, they obviously went through a lot in the offseason. They they let a, uh, some players go. They lost Horford. They lost Teague, um, <clears throat> who were two huge players for them, you know, last year coming into this season. Schroeder's been playing. Schroeder's obviously, he's a starting point guard in this league, um, but this will kind of be his first um, playoff go around as a starter. Yeah. Um, I really don't have that much faith in Dwight Howard, to be honest. Um, I like Paul Millsap, but I think I just think Washington, uh, and we talked about it before, they've got two all-star players in John Wall and Bradley Beal, arguably the best backcourt in the NBA. John Wall has been playing like a top-five point guard, you know, since the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, he's he's athletic. He defends. He gets his teammates involved. I think their, their first five players can really play with anybody. You know, yeah. they just don't – they really don't have the depth um, to to really make a legit push at a championship. But their first five, six players can play with anyone. And I think that in the playoffs, your minutes are going to go up anyways. So yeah. they'll be playing the majority of those players. I think they just have too much for Atlanta. I think Atlanta, they have a lot of spirit. They play well together. You know, they're a good team. But um, Washington, is they're just – they'll probably be be too much for them. And who's Washington's, like, small forward or, like, power forward? Um, They got – they well, Otto Porter yeah. is their small forward, and he was leading the league in three-pointers yeah. um, at a point till he got hurt. And then um, Marcus Morris, I think, is one of the Morris twins. Yeah. One of the twins plays for the Pistons. I don't. I just call him Morris. Yeah, Morris, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's a uh, a good player. Uh, he, he's a shooter, kind of like a six eight, kind of small forward, power forward. Yeah, you know, type player. So, so he'd be the guy on Millsap. Yeah, and yeah. then it would be Gortat on Howard. On yeah. Howard, which even I can't believe I'm saying this. I never thought I would, but I would pick Gortat over Howard. No, a lo- I think a lot of people would. I, I mean, like I'm saying, like four years ago, you would have never exactly. said that. Exactly, right, right, but, right. But, like, right. Gortat plays such a good big man. He, he sort of plays, like, the big man role that ju- that they do over at Golden State. Yeah. Where, like, you don't get ISOs. Right, But right. you set screens and you roll to the Roll hoop, to the basket. And every single time they move the ball around, eventually you're going to get yours and your percentages are going to be super high because all you're doing is layups and dunks. I agree. So I agree. And completely. he fits that role so well. He fits He's, it perfectly. Yeah. And with John Wall, obviously John Wall is going to be <clears> looking for him. They have developed a great chemistry there, so I think that that's that's another thing that's going to be tough to defend, the, pick, the Gortat and Wall pick and roll because they've got it pretty much down pat, you know, and with their chemistry. So I see I actually would. You know Gortat was um, Dwight Howard's backup. In Orlando, he was. Yeah. I didn't even think about he that. He was, and yeah. and they they traded him because Gortat thought he was better, and so they just kind of let Gortat go. But he's been playing great. And ever he's been since. ever since. He's kind of proven that he is a good player. Yeah. You know? So he's not an all star. He doesn't no. have like the personality yeah. to go out to the dunk contest. But he's consistent, and he never he doesn't make mistakes. Exactly. I yeah. think that's one of the things that Dwight Howard have always been disappointed in. He always makes like. Serious mistakes, yeah, like in just game. knucklehead things. Yeah, know? sort of like you don't expect that out of this guy, you know. But anyway, so looking at that, you're saying it'll be straight down the boards: Washington, Toronto, Cleveland, Boston, and then the next round, Cleveland has to play Toronto. And you're saying Cleveland? I'm guessing you're gonna say Cleveland will win that one. Yeah. And then they have to play after that Washington or Boston. Yeah. So they have potentially. They have the toughest route. For yeah, sure. the the reason I'm I, I'm saying all that is because, as much as I want Cleveland to come out and win all of this, it is not as easy as it has been in the past. Right. This is the hardest. You're talking about four four teams here, and then I would put Indiana and Atlanta in that where they could potentially split with Cleveland. The first two games, yeah. If Cleveland doesn't show up, yeah. If Cleveland, and then and then you're backpedaling, as Cleveland, and in the way that you know LeBron plays and the way that he expresses himself, there could be so much more chaos to this. I agree completely. I I mean I was before the season started. I'm I was 
thinking that they're just going to run right through the East and, yeah. you know, just get to the finals easily. I think it's going to be a, a bumpier road. I think last year they they pretty much swept everyone outside mm-hmm. of Toronto. They Toronto yeah. took them to six, but they had an easy road. They had an easy path yeah. um, through the playoffs, <clears throat> and they were able to get uh, LeBron and the other players a lot of rest. Um, I think they'll be playing with their backs against the wall the entire the entire playoffs. I think they take care of Andia. In, uh, India, Indiana, yeah, uh, relatively easily. I say five games, but after that, they're they're in for it. You know, they've got they've got some tough opponents coming up, and Toronto's going to push them. Toronto's seen them in the playoffs before. Yeah, um, Washington's hungry, and then Boston. Obviously, they think they're better. You know, and yeah. that's the thing. You give you kind of give teams that hope that they can play with you during the regular season because of your struggles. So now teams have confidence and feel like they can actually beat the Cavaliers. So that's 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 a dangerous thing when and, a team has confidence. And the other thing is is that all of these teams are teams that will buckle down and do work yeah. on you. Yeah. The Cleveland's the only team on this list that I'm looking at. I, I guess I could put Milwaukee there too, but they're one of those teams that they're not going to beat you physically. Exactly. Outside of – Tristan Thompson and LeBron, they don't have anybody that's physically going to push you around. And all these other teams like Boston, Toronto, Washington, Atlanta, they're going to they're going to beat you up the yeah. entire game. Yeah. So, and I don't know how many times you know LeBron or Kyrie can do that because after a certain point, you know, I it it doesn't matter how good you are as a player if you, if every time you do a move and you go to the hoop and you get fouled, yeah. eventually you're gonna you're gonna in your mind it's not like a it's not like a better than less than thing you're gonna you're gonna stop thing. going there. Right. It's like the old the old Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill Nobody Deere. wanted to yeah. drive on them. Exactly. And that's that's why I'm saying I'm not saying they're they're at that level where they're they're seriously like looking to you know mess you up, but. <clears throat> When when you think about it, Kyrie is like looking for the opportunity to go one on one and then go one on one against a center. But when you have like Gortat, you have all the help that Boston has. You have like Hofford and those guys. Yep. And like potentially Dwight Howard. You got Ibaka. In Ibaka. Toronto, yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all those people. That's gonna physical suck. Players. Yeah. And yeah. You're not going to get in any space. Yeah, and to add on to that, the Cavs, they kind of – it appears that they always need, like, a superhero effort from, like, Kyrie or LeBron to win. You yeah. Know, like, Kyrie just had, like, 45 points, and they still <coughs> lost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. LeBron had a triple-double the other day, and they still lost. It's like – it's getting to the point where it's alarming when you're relying so heavily on two people. Yeah. And then kind of, like – I mean, Kevin Love was brought into, you know – be a scorer, and they they were thinking that he was going to be that third All Star, which he is, but he's been always been in and out of the lineup. When you rely so heavily on two people, that's going to wear down on them. Yeah, and it's going to it's going to be tough. I don't think they'll have enough if they make it to the finals. I don't think they'll have enough legs or energy in them, you know, to get past the Warriors. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I'm saying all this because yeah. it just doesn't seem like by the time they get to the Warriors and they have to shift back. To a finesse game yeah. and a shooting game, I don't know if they'll be able to do it. Yeah. I, I, like that's going to be such a a hard switch because in the East, they're all rough and tumble teams. You know what I mean? I it's agree. it's just not going to be fun. I agree. But I think that's the thing. I don't. I, the reason I don't hold LeBron, I, I think he's the greatest player ever, but I don't like him. And I think the reason a lot of people don't like him is the fact that he spends all season talking about how he needs these other players. Yeah. And Deron Williams has been playing great for them. Yeah. And, you know, Corver was a nice pickup. Smith is back. He's doing great. Yeah. Shumpert's not playing horribly. He's not doing great, but he's not playing bad. Yeah. And so, but he, he the, his public, this will be the Colin Coward, the opposite of Colin Coward because he loves LeBron, but his public expression to everybody else is, we need help. Yeah. When I'm looking at this squad and I'm going, you guys are really good. Yeah, I agree. Like you guys are top tier teams, and 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 the whole time LeBron is telling somebody else, and he's going, "We need somebody else." Yeah, uh, and yeah. they they just dropped a guy, right? Because yeah, they, they have let, they have a spot available. They just opened now. up another roster spot. Yeah, yeah. So they 
it appears that they, you know, want they, some more help. If Ray Allen showed up, you know, it's not – the Spurs a couple of years ago, they picked up Tracy McGrady. I don't think it's a ridiculous thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, I look at that and I go, come on, Lamar. Like, at some point, I don't know. Just I just go with what you have. Yeah. I don't know if it's the playing with the LeBron takes away from your touches so that you can't step up to be an all-star. Or if playing with LeBron forces you to be a different offensive player entirely, which I think there's some of that there. I think uh, my take on that is I think playing with LeBron, um, I think he makes players better, but I think he's so dominant um, in his talent that it causes you to relax a little bit. You're like, oh, we've got LeBron, you know, we'll be okay. So you don't play as hard because you know you have such a great, you know, polarizing figure on your team. And I think that's what's hurting them right now. I think they're – they're like, oh, LeBron will just LeBron will just save us, and you know you don't get that maximum effort, especially on the defensive end. Yeah. So, so all that to say, I'm just I I think that this could be the year the Cavs don't make it. Yeah. If there was a year that they don't make it to the this finals, this would be it. Yeah. <coughs> this will be the year because I don't think the stars have ever been aligned in the East this way. We haven't seen that strong of an East in a very long time. Okay. So. Anyway, we just spent a half hour on the East, so I guess what we're going to do is we're going to take a few minutes to take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about the West and anything else. This is On the Boards. We will be back after this.
Welcome back to On the Boards. My name is Joshua Coffer. Alongside me is Chewy in the booth. And in the first half of our of our time, we spent a, an entire half hour talking about the Eastern Conference and how those finals will match up if they lie as they are right now. And now we're going to take a look at the Western Conference. And I'm sure we'll take up as just a, just as much time on that end, but uh, right off the bat, um, Chewy, we're looking at a an, a Western Conference that's a little bit different because there's a lot more like big names. There's yeah, a lot sure. more all stars <clears throat> or like single players, but uh, it should be fun. So we'll just go down the list as it lays right now, and it looks like it's going to be pretty solid from where it's laying. Um, so Golden State Portland, it's probably about the best matchup you could get at that one eight spot. I agree. As of right now, because it would have been uh, Denver, New Orleans, or F- Memphis, and Memphis beat them earlier in the season. They came back from like eighteen down to beat Golden State. But yeah. let's talk about that matchup real quick. Um, well, obviously this is a, this is going to be an entertaining matchup because of the the players they you got the great backcourts of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and then you got Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, who's starting to become one of my favorite players just because of his growth in the league. Uh, C.J. was coming off of, you know, when he got drafted, he was coming off a year where he was coming off the bench and he was averaging like five points. And he's one of those players where his stats like every year just go up. Yeah. So it's great to see his growth. Um, I think Portland got way better when they traded Plumlee. And got um, the big man from uh, Denver. I forget his name right now. Nurkic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got the big man from Denver, Nurkic, and he's he's made an immediate impact. It's almost like he was like that missing piece for them. But I mean, I'm, I believe Golden State will prob- probably sweep them just because of their overwhelming talent. Not only do they have overwhelming talent, they they're cohesive as one unit. You know, they've got probably the best chemistry out of any team in the playoffs. Uh, you could kind of argue the Spurs. But, you know, they've been there before. They felt like they should have won a championship last year. They're probably going to take care of Portland in four games. I can see Portland maybe getting a game at home because of uh, the greatness of their backcourt. Um, Damian Lillard, obviously, I didn't even mention him. Yeah. Who's Plus- been? He's been on a tear lately, too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Portland's one of those places that isn't fun to play. Yeah, at. it's tough to play there. So you 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 <clears> definitely <throat> have to grind out wins there. But um, the Warriors have been there before, and they'll probably take care of them in five. I would yeah. say. No, no uh, arguments there. I think yeah. I can agree with that. Uh, San Antonio, Memphis. We're talking rec league basketball <laughs> at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Memphis is one of those <clears throat> is is an interesting team because they always. They give certain teams fits, you know, because they don't play the style of basketball that everyone else is transitioning to, you know. They've got – they still have got their two bigs. I think they're kind of – they kind of made that move this year a little bit as far as playing, like, the smaller power forward. But in years past, they've always had Gasol and Randolph uh, starting at that power forward and center spot. And those two are just a load to deal with as far as skilled big men. And um, Randolph is one of those players, and also with Gasol, that, you know, can't jump over a flat piece of paper. He's got no athleticism, mm-hmm. but he always seems to be in the right position to get the rebound. Um, I I think this series – I think this could be a tough series for the Spurs because the Memphis is one of those tough teams that, you know, has a lot of pride, and they have a lot of veteran leadership as well, and they've got – uh, they've got a defensive stopper in Tony Allen, so they'll probably put him on Kawhi. Um, they, they, this, it's interesting. It's interesting to look at this matchup. I think the Spurs still win. I think this is a six-game series, actually. I think the Memphis will push them to six um, just because of the Spurs. They, The Spurs are great, are a great team, but they they can be beaten. You know, they've, shown, they've proven that they can be beaten <laughs> – over the years in the playoffs, I think they lost to, like, the Clippers in the first round. I don't know if it was last year or a couple years ago. But they, they've they proven to have first-round struggles. So I think this could be an interesting series. The Spurs still get it in six um, because of, you know, their tradition, their Popovich, and the, the chemistry they have on that team. But it's, it's going to go six, <clears throat> I would say. I was talking to somebody about this yesterday 
because someone brought up the fact that they asked if I was worried that they were playing Memphis, and I totally get the matchups. Um, I think the Gasol Gasol matchup will be fun. Yeah, the brothers playing against each other. I don't know who's gonna guard Randolph. It's probably gonna have to be Lee at this point because yeah. Aldridge can't really guard him. But uh, um, the thing I I brought up then is the fact that Memphis doesn't score. Yeah. And, and if you remember back the year that the Spurs destroyed Miami <laughs> and they beat them by like 40, yeah. three of the games they won. Like it was, it was over at halftime. Yeah, they put on a clinic, yeah. Yeah. That, I think like if they can do that two games of this series, it's over because Memphis cannot score 130 points in a game. Right. I agree completely. So that's where I'm thinking – if San Antonio comes out in the first quarter and they drop 35, that's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no way Memphis is coming back from that. Yeah. But that, but then again, Memphis is one of those teams that they'll shut a team down to 10 points in a quarter too. So yeah. Um, that's that's where I kind of <clears throat> that's where they kind of have my attention because they're they can get stops on defense. Yeah. You know, they have a rim protector and they play well collectively on defense. <coughs> and then you just have you know you have Mike Conley who's who's been proven that he's uh, an all-star, although he's never made an all-star yeah. team just because of being in the West and all those good point guards. But he's an all-star caliber player. Um, you, give you, you, give yourself, you, you give yourself a chance when you have ingredients like those. Yeah. So it'll be fun to, fun to watch. I'm excited to see Kawhi Leonard being guarded by Tony Allen and yeah. then where Kawhi goes because – Honestly, I would dump whatever your point guard is on Tony Allen on defense because he's not going to score. Yeah, he's not. But he's not a threat. But you know what I mean? Like that'll be a fun matchup. Yeah. Because we're talking about two guys that are always in the first or second team every year. Yeah, I agree. And I'm also looking forward to. I'm sad that this is the matchup and how low they are because I love watching Tony Allen get up and yell first team all defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I every once in a while I get inspired and say it. Just to get, <laughs> just to yell at somebody, I suck at defense, but that's sort of my my uh, gets me riled up. Yeah, but I, that's one of that's that. one of those things that it always gets you pumped when yeah. you see that. Yeah, because we're talking about this is as blue collar a guy as you'll ever see. You don't see and you don't see guys like that anymore. In the no, NBA, you it's know? him and Kawhi. Kawhi, and that's pretty much it. That's I can't even think of another defender. Maybe Draymond. You know. Yeah, you I can see there. that a little. Yeah. But like you know, the, and as far as just in terms of people who really take pride in <clears throat> locking up the other team's best player, there's not yeah. many players like that in this league anymore. Yeah, so I like that matchup simply because of that. Yeah. Okay, so then we have Houston, Oklahoma City, which is ex teammates, ex players playing each other, and we've got the two best like team players. Yeah. Going at each other. Two MVP candidates. I can't wait to see multiple triple doubles in the same game <laughs> yeah if, the, if this, that ever happened it would be this game that this would definitely be the series for it i think the most eyes are going to be on this series because of the two mvp candidates you got james harden for houston you got uh, russell westbrook for oklahoma city who looks like he's kind of you know running away with the mvp i i tweeted the other day i i couldn't even make the argument that harden would win it i mean i i think that if I had a vote, I would vote for Harden. You know, my opinion would be a little biased. But I just think that, you know, where he's taking that team, I think he definitely deserves it. But what Westbrook has been doing in these last couple of games, you can't really even make an argument yeah. against him. You know, he's he's oh, yeah. he's having like 40-plus games and triple-doubles. And, you know, he hit two game winners in like the past like four or five games. Like, it's just – and, you know, when, when stuff happens late, it resonates more with people, mm-hmm. you know. The later you it, – it matters what you do last, yeah. you know. He could have been doing this at the beginning of the season and no one would have really remembered it. Yeah. But the fact that it's so relevant now and the race kind of heats up, I, I, see Rus- I see Russell winning the MVP, although yeah. I wouldn't vote for him. Um, but as far as this matchup goes, obviously those two players um, are going to be the focal point um, I think Oklahoma City's a tough team. I think that they play good defense. They've obviously got um, big men. They've got three centers, you know, that are 
I wouldn't say premier, but they're tough centers. They can play with anyone. They've got Canner off the bench. Um, I just think that Oklahoma City doesn't have enough offense, you know, and Russell Westbrook proved that he can kind of carry them into the playoffs. But when you get to the playoffs, it's a whole different game, yeah. you know. And then the, the Houston team, they have they have snipers everywhere. Uh, James Harden, I think, is going to have a field day um, <clears throat> playing against them. And I think Houston wins in uh, five games. I could see – actually, I could see a six-game series just because yeah. of the greatness of Westbrook. But Houston takes care of that one. So before we move on real quick, do you remember when – when LeBron first went to Miami, how they surrounded like within the next year they got Ray Allen, and they got um, they had Mike Miller, Miller, and who's that guy that used to play for Orlando? Real tall guy that shoots threes. Uh, was it Wallace? Oh, um, I know you're talking uh, Rashid Rashard Lewis. Rashard Lewis, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they surrounded that. Yeah, I see like that. That's exactly what they're doing in Houston. In Houston, yeah. They took – they're like, okay, we got this guy that can do everything. Right. Let's just pad him all the way around with as good of players as we can get. Yeah. Like, Miller has uh, – wait, who's the – Anderson. Anderson, yeah. He's having an awesome year. He's having a career year, yeah. He he looks so nice out there. Yeah, he does. For Like, he's always been good. He's always been one of those guys that if he's open, he's hitting the three. And right. he's going to get his – he's going to get, like, ten a game. But this year, he's looking like he's taking guys one on one. He's, you know what I mean, the yeah. guy that he used to like. You could chase him off the three point line, and he wouldn't even attempt a layup. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you could but say like, the same about yeah, like about Eric Gordon. Yeah, you know. Yeah, kind Eric of. Gordon's that three point shot is nice. I don't. If I could tell any kid to like practice a three point shot like his, that's a nice looking shot. Yeah, it is. It is. I just I, I definitely agree with you. It's it's just like that Miami team. They surrounded they surrounded him with shooters, yeah. you know, that can also play. And I think the other thing, just to add on quickly, they've they've got tough guys as well. Yeah. You know, they've got Beverly Ariza. It's, it doesn't get any tougher than Beverly. Yeah. They've got Ariza and then they've got their center, Clint Capella. Like they, they don't just have like finesse players only. They have tough guys in there that yeah. are willing to, you know, get down and do the dirty work. So that's why I think they can, you know, make a <laughs> <laughs> I think they can make a legit push, you know. Yeah. For for a championship. And so that's why it'll I, be interesting to see. Yeah, I just really like they just look fun. They kind of look like the the Phoenix team, kind of th- like the exactly. Phoenix of old, yeah. where they just they're all out there. They're all ballers. Like all of them can do stuff and they they don't force anything, you know. They just they move the ball well and they just create good shots. Plus, if James Harden is on, it's over. Like there's it's nothing over. you can do. Yeah, I so, agree. but I, I, the thing I'm thinking through my mind is, and I completely forgot about Beverly, which is my fault. But Beverly and Ariza are the only two guys that I can see that could guard Westbrook. Yeah, and they're gonna have to guard them all, all five, six, seven games. Yeah, they're gonna have to be all over him. Beverly's gonna get an elbow to the face. Beverly, you know what I mean. Westbrook hates Beverly. <laughs> like, well, I think. <laughs> Honestly, if you had to play against him, what I would, would hate you him do? Too. What would you do? A Be- Beverly, because he's one of those players. He's not. You can you can kind of call him dirty, but yeah, he plays hard every. Like we talk about how hard Russell Westbrook plays. Beverly plays just as hard with yeah. not as he just doesn't have as much talent. He's a, he's also like what six two. Yeah, and yeah. he's he's fearless. Like he's literally fears no one on the court, and that's what I like so much about him. I think he's going to take on that challenge of guarding Westbrook. I think I think he wants that. Yeah. You know, yeah. they might flip. Um, they might obviously flip flop him and Ariza, but I think that he'll for the for the most part be on Westbrook. And I think he's going to give Westbrook some problems. Yeah. Honestly. So he's the guy that we should have put with um, Allen and Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. That's who sure. I was thinking of. Yeah. Because every time I remember Beverly guarding somebody and he forces a turnover or gets an elbow to the face, something like that, he gets up, yeah, he he's gets smiling. Yeah. He's like he's just enjoying himself because yeah. he knew he knows he's winning on the mental on end. On the mental, exactly. And complete. He's one of those guys, yeah, like you said, skill-wise, he's not there. He's really not. But this is one of those years where he can get away with totally screwing with a guy's <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's. Yeah. I always – did you see that commercial with um, um, Russell Westbrook where he's like, 
I cause opponents, uh, coaches to have nightmares about me before games. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, it was like I kind did. of a funny commercial. Yeah. I was thinking like Beverly, I bet you like Westbrook is going to be hot and bothered every game Yeah. with that. I agree completely. Yeah. So I love him. I don't think he's a dirty player because I, I, I mean, he gets a bad rap. He does. But he yeah. seriously, all he's doing is out there, he's playing hard. He's not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. He's just locking you down. And a lot of players will secede space or secede an angle Mm -hmm. and he doesn't ever give those up like even if it's not there anymore he's fighting for that spot down the court and no one else can do that he's he's the type of player that that you want on your team oh yeah and you don't want to play against him (laughs) that's a that's a matchup you avoid yeah you you move the ball through that matchup exactly just to get it out of the way all right and then clippers in utah this is the one I'm not interested in at all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was just about to say that. Uh, the Clippers are just, you know, they've been up and down for like four or five years now. Yeah. Ever since ever since Chris Paul got there, they've had championship aspirations, and they've never really lived up to that hype. Um, last year or a couple years ago, they had the, their best chance of winning it, but they blew a 3-1 lead yeah. to the Rockets, and obviously went, they were stunned by that. And then the previous last year, I think it was Blake Griffin and Chris Paul got hurt, and they lost to the Blazers in the series. They should have probably won, you know, if had those players been available. But the Clippers just—it just seems like they have a huge spell of bad luck, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> they can never get a hundred percent healthy, and when they they are healthy, you know, they lose in catastrophic fashion. So, I mean, I I can see them beating Utah. This is one of those series that. This is one of the series that's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. You don't know who's going to win. Yeah. Even though it's kind of Utah. It's it's Utah's first appearance in the playoffs in a long time, so you can kind of give the edge as far as experience-wise to the Clippers. Um, the Clippers have Chris Paul. They do. They still have <clears throat> more talent than Utah. But um, as we've seen in years past, if you play the right way as far as team basketball the way Utah does, I you know, I don't think – I'm going to ask you this. Can you name Utah Utah Jazz's starting five? The kid that went to Butler, the kid that could be the defensive player of the year. Okay. Those have, two are all those two. That's it. That's I have pretty no much idea. it. Yeah. I have no idea who's on their team. That's exactly what I'm that's the point I'm trying to make. You yeah. know about Gordon Hayward and Gobert. Yeah. But as far as that, you really can't name the rest of the players on their roster. And yeah. that that's a good thing and a, that's a good thing because it just shows how well of a, a well-oiled machine as a team they are. And they could possibly make some noise. I mean, they've got veteran players, but I see the Clippers. I This this is a series I can see going seven seven games. Okay, so they have Boris Diaw and George Hill. Yo, yeah. And George Hill, obviously top tier kind yeah. of player. Yeah. Boris Diaw is one of those guys that you get him in the game, you Smart make guy. him the point guard, Yeah. he's going to destroy you. Exactly. Um. Yeah, but this is a complete toss-up. I would love to see this be the year. As much as I I really do feel bad for the Clippers because there's times I in the too. past where they, they should have won. I feel bad for Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, and Blake Griffin a little bit yeah. because he's – I always put him in, like, top five best power forwards, and he never gets it. Like, he never – he's ne- no one ever talks about him like that. Because he's always hurt. Yeah, you know? it's uh, and it sucks because he's one of those guys that I was I was ready for him. He develops his shot now. He shoot he's now. hitting game-winning shots. Yep. Nice-looking guy, you know, but he's not getting much done. I think this is the year that, like, Utah is, like, taking over, and they go, like, this is Gordon Hayward now. This yeah. is yeah. Gobert's squad. Yep. Because those guys, like, when Hayward's on, he's – He's a good player. He's, he's nice. Good. He's really good. And he looked good when he was playing in college, but he is a whole different. He has no fear. Yeah. He goes to the, he drives to the basket. I I heard this, and I I'm I don't know how you'll feel about this, but I heard somebody say he drives to the hoop like a black guy. <laughs> I agree. I agree with like, that statement. Can you though. see that? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And I think that I was a fan of his at Butler, and I just I had only watched him play in the tournament, and I was like, I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. But as far as like a uh, NBA All-Star, I don't think anyone really saw that. You can kind of you kind of understand when somebody has a feel for the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he is one of those people that has a feel for the game and kind of knows wh- what to do and what not to do and what mm-hmm. he can do and what he can't do. And that is his best 
best asset because he's just he's fearless and he doesn't let anything rattle him and he's kind of just he looks like he doesn't care out there. No, yeah. Know? But he's in his head. I think he's a high IQ player, and I, I I give them a chance. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, and then after that matchup, we'll see whichever one of those has to play Houston. We'll just assume Houston's gonna probably. Yeah, those matchups between the Clippers and Utah. Clippers beat Houston the other night, but um, long term, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, because Clippers would have to. They would have to give up, Jordan DeAndre Jordan. They'd have to give up. Um, Griffin later in the game right. because you can't guard all these three-point shooters right, exactly. with those guys. You're going to have to adjust to their lineup at some point. Yeah, yeah. and so that kind of screws up your whole system, <laughs> and I don't think the Houston is going to play to the Clippers. They're just going to no, be like, our pr- we can shoot 35 threes. We're okay with that because we can win with that. Exactly. They'll they'll give up layups here and there. Yeah. But they're they're not going to change how they play. Yeah. So that that'll be fun, and then okay. it'll be or actually, sorry, it'll be Houston San Antonio. That's my bad. Oh, okay. So yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be a good matchup. I don't even know. That's a toss up as well. That's a toss up as well <coughs> because, I mean, Houston's been playing well all year. So is San Antonio. Um, you've got the All Stars and Kawhi and Harden. That's a, that's a toss-up. I don't know. That's another yeah. series that can go seven games. San Antonio has the best road 30-10. and 10. On the road? Yeah. That's that's incredible. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's So incredible. if I was Houston, I would get out of your own home as quickly. Yeah. Because Popovich plays that. He plays the away game so hard. Yeah. And yeah. he knows how to expose stuff. Yeah, and I, I just he's one of those chess players that you don't want to match up against him ever. Exactly. So I, I think, I think like intellect would beat skill at this point, but I mean we'll see. And then Golden State's gonna roll through the Clippers or Utah. Yeah, they are. I don't, I don't even see that being the Clippers. I've never seen the Clippers. I've never seen the Clippers beat Golden State. Yeah. Ever, and I don't. It won't happen here either. And Utah, it doesn't matter who they play. They're they're gonna pretty much beat them. We don't have to, you know, make a hot take on that one. Yeah, it'll be. I think it's the funny thing is if you think of the matchup like Clippers versus Golden State, you have like JJ Redick has to guard um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Yeah, that's gonna suck. That is. That's because JJ Redick now has to play defense. Exactly. And he can't. He like he's not bad, but he's he then he has to come down and expect to hit. You know, fifteen points. Him and Clay, they kind of play the same. Clay's just kind of taller and plays better defense. He plays way better defense. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's one of those guys that I wish he would get his defensive rep. Yeah. Because he's yeah. He he had to match up against LeBron. He has to match up against uh, Kawhi. Yeah. And he would guard him. He'd straight up guard him. He, yeah. No, fearless. So, one of my favorite players. So that'll be fun. And then we're assuming, I'm assuming you're going to say Golden State out of that. If it ends up being Houston, Golden State. I think that's the best scenario for the league. Yeah, as far as entertainment value. I would like to see Spurs play because those are two teams that move the ball like crazy. Yeah. And that would just be fun because – I would enjoy that series as well. Because Popovich playing against Golden State, I would want to see how he he does that. That, Yeah, yeah. And, they, I mean, they both beat each other pretty handedly this year. Yeah. Um, I I think that it was – there was the one game where everybody rested their players, so you kind of throw that game out. Yeah, but um, the Spurs beat them in the first game of the season by like twenty-seven. Yeah, obviously Golden State's a different team now, um, and they they came back and beat them uh, pretty recently. Uh, when they came back, they were down like twenty points yeah. in the first quarter. Came back and won by like twenty. So I mean that'll be a good matchup. I still think Golden State has overwhelmingly more talent than everybody else in the league. Oh yeah, but uh, uh, you can't really count Popovich out, you know. So the thing is though. So, like, in a perfect world for me, in the perfect world for the playoffs, somebody beats the Cavs, and so it ends up being somebody else, and then San Antonio somehow finds the algorithm that beats Golden State because there's no way San Antonio can beat the Cavs. I, I dis- don't think. I disagree, actually. No? You think that would be a better matchup? I think the, the Cavs would rather play the Warriors than the Spurs. Then? Like, if, they, if, if the Cavs were to make it to the finals. Yeah. And the Spurs were to make it to the finals, that's a a worse matchup for them 
than if they were to play the Warriors in the finals. Why is that? Because I think – I mean, you have to see when LeBron, when LeBron has been playing against the Spurs in the past, you know. I think uh, it was a couple years ago they completely destroyed the Heat. They dismantled the Heat in yeah. five games. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't even close. And then the the year that Miami won a championship, they were really a couple free throws away from – and an incredible shot away from beating the Heat again. Yeah. I think Popovich just kind of knows how to guard they, – they've guarded LeBron the best that I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, I think I said that on past shows. Yeah. Kawhi and the way they the way they play team defense they they've guarded LeBron better than anybody I've ever seen so I think it would be a tough matchup for LeBron and obviously LeBron's the engine for that team yeah and it would be a tough matchup I think if the Spurs made it to the finals they're beating the Cavs yeah for sure well okay so I can after that I think I can I can agree with that yeah for the most part um well cool I think it'll be fun because we're we're coming up on it here in a couple days excited. And uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to go watch some basketball. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun. Anyway, any uh, final thoughts before we we close out for the day? Uh, happy Tuesday! <laughs> I hope everyone has a great day. <laughs> it's raining. Yeah. I hope it gets better tomorrow. There's supposed to be a disc golf tournament on campus. Cool. Registration starts at five. If anybody's interested, but uh, I hope it's not as muddy because that doesn't make it fun at all. Yes, uh, yes, sir. But with that, um, I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their week. This is On the Boards. We will be back next Tuesday to talk about the first couple games of the playoffs. So have a good rest of your Tuesday.